Hey everyone, and uh, welcome to The Phillips Show. Mm-mm. It is hot today. You know, we just came out of whatever that questionable weather was, and seasons just go from zero to a thousand. So now it went from chilly, raining, to I'm not sure what sort of sauna this is, but it's a sauna. So in today's world, you know, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of creativity. We see a lot of things that are happening in the digital world where people's imaginations are just going wild. But what happened to writing? What happened to going, uh, you know, on the pages, even if it's an ebook, illustrated stories, using your imagination to see, to discover? Well, today we're going to discover. So today on our show, we have Natasha. And she has loved writing for a number of years. However, she did not attempt to do it professionally, listen, until 12 years ago. And it was then that she envisioned the concept of reflections. But work in life prevented her from devoting time and energy to complete it. And I know that we all feel that way. There's always something that comes in the way of our passion, always something that comes in the way of our dreams. We know that. But then in 2020, the pandemic slowed the world down and it freed up time. So she used her downtime to complete the novel and she published it. She enjoyed the character so much that she she decided to write a sequel, then a prequel. The Reflection series will be a four-part series. She is currently writing the third part in the series. So please help me and um, join me actually in welcoming Natasha Hughes-Smith. Natasha. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm great and very excited to be here. Oh, good. So you, writing seems to have been just your passion. Well, let me add to that and I'll say storytelling Um, because even before I even thought about writing or even learned the format of writing, I enjoyed telling stories, you know, making up the stories and telling them to cousins. And then I have a lot of nieces and nephews who are close to my age, so I would tell them uh, stories. And I was reminded of that just recently after I published my novels that I used to do that. It's like, you know, how you have things you've done and you've forgotten. It's like, wow, that really spoke to what my gift Mm -hmm. is. And I didn't realize it at the time. What's so interesting, I just had a conversation with somebody else about something that is so similar to what you're saying. You know, what's inside of us comes out in so many ways and it's always consistent. You know, it's all like you storytelling, you know, with you and your family was just something that you did. And then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, that's just what I do. And I'm good at it. And I love it. You mentioned, you know, your family and telling stories. Where are you from? I'm from Detroit. Oh, Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, So how did you get to, I'm just curious about your journey before we start talking about reflections. So Mm -hmm. when you decided to say, you know what? I'm kind of good at telling these stories. And I think I want to, what made you kind of flip the switch and say, I'm going to go into actually documenting these stories and publishing? 
Well, um, back in 2008, um, I went through a whole decade of being laid off mm. and I was really disappointed by how my life was going at that point because I felt like I, I did everything I was told I should do to be successful. Went to the best of schools, college, etc. I worked hard and it's like I didn't feel like I had anything to show for. I didn't have the success that I thought I should have or that I saw some of my peers experience. So I tried to think back about some of my first loves, the things I enjoyed doing. And I have very vivid dreams. And so I had a dream, the basic basic uh, premise of reflections was an actual dream and so i got up i jotted down what i remembered from the dream and then decided that i would actually write the story and i was laid off at the time so i had some time and energy to put into it but then i got back to work and i just went into that safety net and then just forgot about that dream put it up on the shelf and each year I kept saying, you know, I need to finish it. You know, that was a gift and I'm just sitting on talents and I sat on it for a long time. And so in 2019, I kept saying, okay, well, January, I'm going to get back to it and finish. I don't know why I couldn't just start then when the thought came to me, me, but I thought, okay, January, 2020, I'm going to do it. And then of course I didn't. And then the Mm. pandemic happened. So that's when I finished. Was the was the process going and and we're and I'm so interested in this part because I think it's going to help to appreciate the work of art that you're doing. Was the process from hey I had a dream and I had a vision about this and I jotted it down. The then going to kind of the the procrastination method of I'll start it tomorrow I'll do it later, but then taking the next step and saying I'm deciding to move forward with this. Was it hard taking that vision and that dream and then actually putting the work in to publish it? It it was, and unfortunately we uh, sit on so much of our talents uh, for whatever reason, be it fear within ourselves or, or fear from family and friends because of their own history, they impose those fears upon us. And I got into a point where it's like at the time I was 48. And so I'm like, I still felt even though I was back to work, I still felt like I wasn't achieving all the things I wanted to achieve and was mm-hmm. having you know, difficulty advancing. And then um, and it had nothing to do with my ability. It just had to do with office politics, et cetera, that whole yeah. thing. And so I thought, you know what, now is the time. I have to start uh, make a way on my own. I can't depend on uh, someone else recognizing my ability. I need to just press and and finish the story and um, and get it out there um, because I've always, even when watching movies and things, I always think, well, I would have done it this way. I would have mm-hmm. done it that way. And so it's time now for me to take all of those different stories off the, the shelf, so to speak, and, and put it into writing. And um, once I got started, it's like I was ignited with the mm-hmm. energy of fire. And I also fell in love with the families mentioning the story. So it just, it was just like a snowball effect. It just kept going and making outlines and doing the process. Um, not necessarily doing all the research that I needed to do to prepare me. So I would encourage people to do that. Um, I'm kind of a person trial by fire, you know, you learn from making mistakes. I just go right into it. And so uh, good or bad, that's kind of how I do things. And so I've learned things along the way. 
Yeah, well, you know, what's, what's interesting, um, we can list and prepare and strategize ourselves right into doing nothing. Exactly. You know, so I think it's courageous and I think it's a definitive point where you just say, I'm just going to go for it because I know people and I, I used to be one of those people. I can I can plan myself into two years from now and not even start, you know, but I got a good plan. I did the research, haven't right. done one thing to move forward. I, tell us. OK, so now here we are. Tell us about Reflections. Uh, reflections is a story that um, the characters face a question that all of us face. You know, what are you willing to do to get what you want? And we face that question on many different levels. Yeah. Uh, some people make sacrifices to get what they want. Some people uh, cross the line and those moralizing to get what they want. Some kind of straddle the, the gray lines. And so it's just looking at people's choices. Um, there are families here that are very similar to real families. There's some dysfunctional families or some loving families, but they're all faced with that question. What are they willing to do to get what they want? And I write suspenseful romance novels. I liken it to something that you would see on Lifetime to give people an idea what type of thing to expect. Um, nothing is what you would think it is on the surface. Oh. And, uh, so. If you're the type of person that reads a couple of pages, a few pages, and think you know where the story is going, you have no clue. How did you decide, or was is that just something that you just started writing? How did you decide for romantic, suspenseful novels in that genre? It just organically happened because that general, that basic premise that I had in a dream is what I use as uh, as a guide with the outline and developing the other parts of the story. So it just happened naturally. I didn't set out to write suspenseful thrillers, romance thrillers, but that's what it has involved, evolved into. Wow, and it's a whole series. I'm just so, so um, interested. How do, why a series? Why isn't there just a final and we're done? Why the series? Because I fell in love with the characters and in my stories, they all take place in metropolitan Detroit. And I like okay. to mix in some factual information to help the story feel more grounded and more real. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that my readers say I write realistic characters. This oh. is not, uh, to me, it's something that could garner a serious discussion about societal norms, about you know expectations. Um, you can have a serious conversation about the topics. And so I fell in love with the characters and didn't want to leave them. And so in one of the lines of reflections, uh, John Barrington says their family was built on the foundation of lies. So I thought, OK, well, what could those lies be? And the more I thought about it, then the prequel Wealth of Lies was developed. Mm. And that takes place in 1955. So we go back in the past and it was fun doing the research about uh, you know, not just the clothes, but thinking about the language and and um, the people were using the different uh, social economical situations they were faced with at that time. And then I fell in love with one of the characters I created for that story. And so that leads to my third, uh, the third installment, which um, I finished and will be released in the summer. I haven't released the name and the cover yet, but it's about the mob family that's mentioned in both stories. So now we're going to enter the mobster world and uh, discover his love and the different uh, 
issues that he faces as a mobster in 1970 Detroit. Mm. So it sounds like you have a lot of um, social elements and you, you had mentioned some things that you wanted people to pull out of it. Do you use um, current topics or current issues or things that we are going through today and use them in the journeys of some of your characters? Uh, the journey of the characters from Reflections, really, uh, two of them, Vivian and Jeff, really pull on how I was feeling at the time when I started it. Like I mm. said, I felt like I had been let down. You know, my schools, college and high school told me that once I graduated from their particular school, the world was mine. Mm. And it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very, you know, disillusioned and disappointed. And so I put that into my characters. Uh, they felt some of the same uh, feelings I had. So, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people reading that story could relate to that, especially uh, in our climate where, you know, you might be dealing with layoffs and, and having difficulty trying to find your footing. So in Reflections, a lot of uh, like Vivian and Jeff, what they experience is pulling from my own experiences. Mm. And then with uh, Wealth of Lies, um, I really don't pull too much or put too much of myself in those characters. Uh, but with the third um, installment, um, the main character, uh, Victoria, there's a little bit of her in me. But of course, that little bit that I put in my characters is exaggerated and, and yeah. they experience it based on different um, results or reasons than I experienced it. Mm. So. Mm. So when somebody when somebody reads one of your books, mm -hmm. what do you want them to get out of it? Well, I mean, depending on your background, you might get a lot of different things out of it. And reflections, uh, the two two of the main characters felt like outsiders in their families. Um, they were educated family members, not um, so. It, it's just a, a, a different perspective to. Um, and then they created their own sense of family by, you know, their mm -hmm. friends and, and um, Viv in Vivian's case, her former high school teacher became like a mother figure. So it, it just shows that even if you don't have those natural bonds, you can create those family bonds. And I really didn't write the stories to have a message. Okay. But there are things that you can pull out of it because, again, they deal with real life issues. Mm. And then with Wealth of Lies, it's about um, acceptance. You know, that character wants, uh, Josephine wants acceptance. And how she goes about getting that acceptance can be questionable to some and maybe understandable to others. But I can't go into a whole lot because it's suspenseful thrillers yeah. and a lot of surprises in it. And I don't want to disclose it because I want the reader to <laughs> cover it. You know, don't give it all away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alerts. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to give any of it away because it's shocking. Yeah. Do you find um, as an author, you know, as I started the show, we were talking, I was talking about, you know, the digital age and I know there are ebooks and all of these things. Do you find as a writer that people are still looking to read? There is a, a small, smaller group, unfortunate, uh, yeah. people who still enjoy reading. But what people need to realize is that when we watch the television shows, all of that, 
some of it it, it, it started in a book mm -hmm. um, and even if it didn't start in a book it's still a person's creative thought creative mm -hmm. um so <sighs> kind of lost where i was going with that but um, you know, I tried to make the books available on all platforms, you know, so the people who enjoy ebooks can have it. But um, the traditional, it's always good to have that, that book book in your hand for me. Mm -hmm. I'm a different, you know, I'm a Gen Xer, so it's a little bit different. Um, but I really hope that the younger generations will get more connected to reading and a lot of times when you hear like students say that they don't you know reading is boring it's usually a reason because some reading you know they have comprehension issues and people yeah. need to dive deeper to understand why they're saying they don't enjoy reading yeah so get it get it fixed you know yeah well today now nowadays everything is so visual you know nowadays everything is so visual so almost unless you created the visuals you really don't have to use your imagination you can just watch somebody else's and i think with reading you have the opportunity to open the book and discover what it looks like to you you can use your imagination and walk through the journey with the characters and how the writer presented it and all of a sudden it becomes a movie in your mind and you can use your yeah. own imagination and yeah. i and i love that you know about it what age range is are your books for um typically my characters like in reflections they are in their um 30s mm -hmm. and 30s to early 40s so anybody who enjoys reading about adults got it uh and wealth of lies the um leading uh, female character just graduated from high school so she's 19 but it's also 1955 mm -hmm. and those a 19 year old in 1955 is a lot different than a 19 year old in 2022 I'm so <laughs> it still has a maturity level to it mm -hmm. so uh, anyone who likes to read about uh, adults is not young adults. Um, it, it's about adults and real life issues that these characters are facing. With you, um, with you taking uh, the step and making the decision to put your vision down and write it, and not only do that, but then publish and keep publishing. What for you personally, what has that decision done for you? It has fulfilled, um, it's given me a fulfillment, a sense of accomplishment. And I would tell anybody that, you know, it's, there is a level of fear with having your own personal thoughts on paper. You know, you're afraid that people would criticize or find fault with it. But I would just encourage anybody, regardless if it's about trying to be an author or if, if it's a, a new business venture, because being an author is a business, I would say just press through the fear um, and just, you know, try to reach those goals and uh, accomplish them and just push through the fear because the fear, fear is normal. Fear is going to be there, but you just have to push through it. And so that's what I've been trying to do. Mm. Um, and it's a good feeling to see your name and writing on the book and to know that um these are your thoughts these are you know all my life i've i've been that person if not reading i'm listening to music and i'm fantasizing creating a story in my head and so now i'm putting the story on paper did your internal um um voice did it ever tell you you know it's just too late just give up don't think about that anymore it's too late you can't do it right now 
Well, like I tell people, as long as you have breath, you have hope. And so I'm still, I'm still breathing. I'm still able to, um, to, to put it, to do it, to accomplish it. And I'm still looking, life is not over for me. And I'm still looking to achieve greater um, heights and success. And so, no, it's never too late. Yeah. When you talked about heights of success, where does your vision say, ooh, I made it? What does, what's the height of success for you? I don't know. That's probably ever changing. You mm -hmm. know, as you as you accomplish and succeed, you know, maybe at one point it was just seeing the, my name on the book. You know, the next it might be an interview with uh, a local news uh, program. You know, ultimately, I would love to see these novels turn into movies. I, in my mind, Reflections is like the perfect story for a lifetime. But the, the best thing is that I've had readers to tell me that they definitely need to be made into movies. You know, they're trying to speak it into existence, uh, saying that Netflix is going to call me. Uh, you know, they're naming off these different producers. It's like, yes, I would love for uh, my novels to be uh, put on the, the, the little screen. I'll be happy with that. But I feel like uh, the third novel should be on the big screen. Okay. Oh, you know where that one goes. That one goes on the big screen. That's a big that's screen a one there. <laughs> That's, I love that's it. Look Warner, Brothers, Warner Brothers, Paramount, somebody. Make it plain. Make it plain. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. So for um, and you already kind of talked about, oh, you know what? I want to know about you. So what do you do when you're not writing? Well, I still work full time job. So that takes all of my daytime hours. Mm -hmm. um, and so after work, I'm just writing. Um, the, the pandemic has shifted a lot for me mm -hmm. where I'm not doing the things I normally would do, like to travel. I'm hoping to, to ease back into that and get more comfortable with it. So, but my last focus for these last two years, has just been writing. So as soon as I finish one and get that published and I start upon the, the next. So, um, once I get the third one published, it should be in June, then I'll immediately start with the fourth, which should be the final, even though I have readers saying, no, please don't let it just be four. You know, we could go on and on with the story. And the voice actor, Gail Washington from Wealth of Lies, she was like, we need to know uh, Josephine's grandmother's story. So oh. literally, I could go on and on with yeah. these characters. Um, but I'm thinking just for, um, I'm, I have some other ideas for some standalones and who knows, I kind of thought, well, maybe the current, um, series is called the reflection series. I'm like, well, maybe I could do a reflections dark oh, series. Not the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Justice League dark. Okay. <laughs> it's like, a, it's a world of possibilities. It's a is world that, of possibilities. I love the fact that you have um, that you have your your daytime job, if you will, and your passion is so important that you make time to yeah. do it even after a full day's work. That is huge. 
And that's the difference between now versus back in 2008 when I first started. Because once I got back to work, that was it. I didn't even pick it up again. Yeah. And so now I'm making time for the things that I enjoy, the things that give me uh, pleasure and fulfillment. And for right now, it's my writing. Mm. And, and it sounds like people are appreciating that writing. <laughs> yes, they are. And that, that feels good because, you know, there are times when you can doubt yourself. And then, you know, I hate to say it because at one point I just had to put a claim to myself. It's like if X, Y, Z can get money for a movie or be on television, then my stuff definitely yes. is good enough to be out there. So, you know, not to sound, put someone else's work down, but I just have to keep it real. There are all sorts of you know, work out there, some good, some bad, you know, so why not mine? Why can't why not I yours? And yeah. That. And I love that. And, you know, and, and that voice in a lot of people's heads is um, it, it overpowers any desire that they have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I love that. Why not yours? You know, a lot of times we see things on television or we see things in a sphere or in a place where we think that we want to be, but we don't take the step to decide to go. We don't right. take the step to decide to put ourselves in that same circle at that same table. So a lot of times the only thing between that person and this person is a decision. Exactly. You know, so good for you for just deciding, like, you know what, I'm getting to the big screen. Listen, we're going <laughs> to the big screen. You know, so. We have to be willing to give ourselves a chance. You know, I, I said this to a, a supervisor once, probably shouldn't have, but I said the only difference between you and me is someone gave you an opportunity. So I'm making my own opportunity with these books. You are. And, uh, and um, it'd be another, uh, it's another interview because I want to hear what that manager said. I'm like, oh. <laughs> he, didn't say, he didn't say anything. Probably was shocked that I said it. <laughs> I would have been like, oh. <laughs> well, those are wise words. <laughs> So, uh, so tell us, and, and for everybody at home, um, you'll have the information in front of you. And if you're on YouTube, it'll be there too. But tell us right now, where can we find you? Okay. Well, if you want to um, purchase the books, they are available on Amazon. They're in all formats, ebook, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook. Um, I do have a, a little podcast I do, Talking Stories with Natasha on Apple. I talk about my work, interview other authors, talk about my favorite movies. So I am available on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can check me out on Linktree um, slash author Natasha. You can find all of my links. I got to get better getting these handles. So hopefully they can find me um, that way. Yeah, well, I think that that is um, I think that that's wonderful. And and people can find you. I think that's really it. You get to one, you get to them all. Right. Right. Well, Natasha Hughes-Smith, thank you so much for, uh, for being here. Thank you so much thank for you. saying yes to your passion and moving forward and making the decision to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. Yep, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. So just go for it. Just go for it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Bella. So if you heard nothing else, listen, wherever you're seated, wherever you are, if someone else can make the decision to just move forward, so can you. So wherever you are in your life, whatever your passion is, whatever you at one time determined to do, but for whatever reason you put it on the shelf, 
take some inventory and say, what am I passionate about and why am I not doing it? And when will I start and make the decision? All you need to do is decide and you can move forward. So as usual, remember that you are the best you in the world. Thank you so much to Natasha Hugh Smith for coming here today, author extraordinaire with Reflection Series. Super excited about that. You take care and I will see you next time here on The Philip Show. Don't wait